Okay, it is a new year. It is 2021, and we are back. We are the Subbo Tours. I am Hi. Misha. I'm MJ. And I'm Anjo. Thank uh, God we know who we are. <laughs> it's our first time back recording after Christmas break. Um, how are you guys doing? I'm full all the time. Of happiness? Of food. Food. <laughs> it's like, it's days after New Year and the fridge is still fully stocked. That was I a can't good holiday it. then. It, totally yeah, it is. It. It is. I love it leftovers. Is. I love leftover mm-hmm. food. I think I still have to deal with leftover lechon. But you know, paxio. Lechon paxio is still the best. Mm. Oh man. Why do we always end up talking about food at this time of night? I don't I know. do not know. But maybe we should have started us. a food podcast. Uh, maybe, maybe we should. Where we maybe just we like, like spit out random cravings, which usually happens anyway. <laughs> I want this. I want this. And when somebody mentions something, somebody's going to be like, oh, no, I want it too. You know? mm-hmm. Good Lord. You think we'd be better at Call of Duty if we weren't so hungry whenever we play? I don't know. I mean, we're pretty good at it now. I think if we were full, we'd either be sleepy or unbeatable. (laughs) (laughs) One of those two things. Yeah, well, when you're sleepy, you don't play. You're technically unbeatable. That is true. Yeah, (laughs) I will will choose sleep any day of the week. I'm sorry. We know that. (laughs) I I think you'll feel differently when we hover chicken nuggets over your face while you're sleeping. Chicken nuggets. (laughs) But Misha, Misha, we know that Misha prefers sleeping because sometimes when you ask him to play, for our viewers out there, when you ask him to play, he'll just say he'll brush his teeth and never he'll never come back. And then we 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 just see yeah, a message like, the morning after that says, "I fell asleep." <laughs> Look, What's in new? my defense, sometimes I don't even get to the bathroom; I just pass out. Oh, you know, but I fully intended to brush my teeth. You <laughs> <laughs> nice to know for our listeners. I'm TMI. So sorry, it's just you know. TMI. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, speaking of which, I I, I saw I, I just saw a new new trailer like minutes ago. It stars uh, it? um it stars Chloe Grace Moretz. It's called the movie's called The Shadow in the Clouds. So the premise based Ooh. based on the trailer is that she's a World War II pilot who is sent on a mission mm-hmm. to ride along a British World War II pilot sent sent on a mission to deliver a package. She's on a on a on a U.S. plane. I, I, I'm not sure. I have to watch it again. But anyway, it's. I thought it's a war movie, but you know it's apparently a monster flick because they're mon- She's she's gonna be, you know, the the trailer showed her shooting monsters, you know, action sequences and monsters. Totally, huh. I'm sold. It I saw really that one. Um, she was like dealing with like legit gremlins, like not those cutesy homicidal uh, movie gremlins, but like World Folklore. War Two type gremlins, like, little creatures that they invented just to explain why things would break down on in military air force shit you know yeah i would pay to watch hit girl killing gremlins for two hours same same and that and this, is this, way better than what what i got wind of though but sorry you were saying you know, this movie is being produced by the producers of atomic blonde which was another great movie and um hmm. deadpool 2 i enjoyed atomic hmm. Blonde. i like both movies mm-hmm. same but if you That's watch the trailer promising. and you see the action sequences they look pretty good they look amazing it does look amazing. And and unfortunately, I wish I had something as amazing to contribute. But the most recent thing that I saw was I saw a headline announcing that somebody's trying to make a Rubik's Cube movie. <laughs> I saw this. <laughs> Why are they trying to make a Rubik's Cube movie? Look, okay. Why? For anybody out there, okay. I am not old enough to have actually seen this. But apparently in the early 80s, there was a cartoon 
where 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 the, there was a talking Rubik's cube. It was like an alien with magic powers, and he hung out with children, and they had adventures. And it is it looks horrifying. I'm gonna post a picture in our group just Actually, so you guys you can see it. it. Oh, I I commented on somebody's post, I think, no, but I didn't no, share I a picture of that horrible horrible alien. You did, you did. So if you guys check out our Facebook group, it's um, Subatours. We like movies. Say, join it. Feel free if you like talking about movies and sharing stupid memes. Um, Misha shared Absolutely. the Misha shared the news article, and then you. Somebody commented and you replied to that comment with that horrifying picture that you're talking about. <laughs> right. I think I saw it, that. It was, it was terrifying. It was it, very terrifying. I wonder, no, but I wonder what the cube will be. I don't know. Maybe it'll be like Queen's Gambit where somebody's just trying to solve a Rubik's Cube for 90 minutes. No, the, the, Maybe. Do they have to rely on like antidepressants to, to get those, uh, those patterns in their head? Did you just think about it before? I'm imagining a rom-com starring this Rubik's Cube and he's uh, this Rubik's Cube protagonist is always frustrated or like emotional about love because I'm so complicated. <laughs> Rubik's Cube. Wait, wait. Is the Rubik's Cube person um, like, a, I don't know, is he male or female or well, you know, I don't know. non-binary? It could be a day. They could be a Rubik's. A Rubik's could be the, I don't. I don't know. How do we? Re- it's a toy. Come on, <laughs> it is a toy. We can't. Assign. I like. I like how. Uh, I like how you really tried to figure out. I really what did. The Rub- I'm sorry. Yeah, you did. But look, if you see the picture of that 1980s cartoon of the Rubik's cube, you also will be questioning the meaning of life. Honestly, it is terrifying. Yeah. Well, we'll see when this movie comes out. Will we even watch it? I think we have to. <laughs> we just have but to. But why? Why? Why do we have to do that to ourselves? So I we mean, can we, shit on the. Uh, we can shit on it who, on this podcast. Who, who knows? It might be better. It might be a better movie than Bulan. Uh, uh, yeah, but you know that's not a very high bar. See, I mean, they made Battleship. Well, that would have made Battleship makes more sense. Battleship I, was better than Mulan. I'm sorry. It kind of was. It was really stupid, but you know, yes, I would watch that over Mulan. I I would I and. I didn't even enjoy Mulan half as much as I did Battleship. I swear. Okay. Something so. else that I saw popped up. I mean, you know, since we're all still under quarantine and streaming living daylights out of everything. Um, they put out the, the, the opening song for WandaVision, which is going to be the first MCU that we've gotten in, I think, over a year at this point. Mm. Yeah. I actually thought that we'd be getting Black Widow sooner. We're getting it in April on Disney Plus. So Wanda Vision comes out before Black Widow. Uh, I think it comes out on the fifteenth of January. Oh, okay, that's interesting. I'm I'm excited for that. Yeah, me too. The song was, you know, there. It's a throwback to old sixties and seventies sitcoms where they they explain the entire premise of the song and entire premise of the show through the lyrics, and it's written by the songwriters from Frozen and Coco. Ooh. So, okay. you know, using that Disney money for good, I guess. Yes. At least. <laughs> At least it's catchy. Um, Wait, d- sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to change the topic. Go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to ask if the the songwriters of Frozen were also the same songwriters they used for Frozen 2. Because Frozen, I, I don't know, the Frozen 2, the songs were just annoying just because… I don't know, maybe it's just no! me because that, that's all I could hear kids screaming. Quote unquote singing. Into the unknown. Exactly. Exactly. But imagine like… Is that you know, a bad thing? I, I don't know. Is that a bad thing? If you hear five kids doing that at the same time, 
over and over again, it's a bad thing. Hey, the Brendan Yuri version's pretty good. I like it. But he's not a kid. He's a trained okay. singer. Fine. <laughs> but details, details. Okay, I have something stupid for today. Um, you guys remember the SpongeBob film? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From 2004. I may have seen it once or twice. Okay, so you remember Big Dave, mm. that giant replica of Hasselhoff? Yeah. Why? I don't. Is this? Is this? Is this for all audiences what you're about to say? Yes, I well it is for all. But you know, it's just funny how David Hasselhoff is auctioning off like a giant replica of himself from the SpongeBob SquarePants movie. What? And he, you should check his Instagram. <laughs> and he, it's so creepy. So the video starts out like it's a close-up shot of the the model that he's selling for charity. And then it um it tilts up or it tilts up to him. So it's like mm-hmm. ah. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm selling this shit. And the model is estimated to sell for $1.5 million. Who would want this for $1.5 million? Anjo. Anjo wants it. <laughs> no, no, I don't I mean like for $1.5 million, I'd buy Bitcoin. Bitcoin. And <sighs> multiply that $1.5 billion into like $4.5 million a year. But you'd have a giant replica of David Hasselhoff in his swimming shorts. Yes. Yes, you would. <laughs> I would rather have a giant replica of um, Pamela Anderson. No, no. Wow. Okay. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. I think you're overcompensating okay. because we all know that your favorite sex movie is 300. <laughs> <laughs> was, was Pamela the first woman you could think of? No. <laughs> Not, yeah, from Baywatch, yeah. Or Alexander Daddario from the reboot movie. Mm, that reboot. I loved it. It's okay. It's aight. I enjoyed it. Because it's The Rock. And everybody seemed to be having fun in that movie. So that's why I enjoyed it. It was so dumb. Yeah, okay. It was so very, very I guess. dumb. But well, yeah, if it, you have $1.5 million to spare, then… Yeah. I mean, like, the trailer Where alone… Was Where would you put it, Anjo, if you bought this stupid thing? Uh, no idea. Maybe you know in, in Jed's Jed's Island Resort. <laughs> I was about to say put it over like a fish tank if you have a fish tank and you have those little SpongeBob uh, toys in there. With no, but fish. then it would fit Jed's Island Resort more. I know, yeah. Right? Fine, with your you skinny win. Gundam. You win. Yeah. You win. Yep. Yep. You would like that, of course. You would. Uh, then they would actually have the most legit display ever. Yeah. Yeah, just go check out David Hasselhoff's Instagram. It's funny. I'm scared to. I'm kind of scared <laughs> to. I'm not going to lie. I usually like show you these stupid uh Instagram videos. Remember that Jack Black WAP video? <laughs> that was gold oh, too. Oh, yes, <laughs> I remember this. Oh my god. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm going to look for that video and post it in my stories now cuz you know, it's Jack Black. Yeah. I love Jack Black. But anyway, yep, that's what I got. It's stupid, but it's fun. Oh boy. Oh, did you guys watch anything over the holidays? I mean, besides eating your brains out? Uh, I'm gonna save all my thoughts of Wonder Woman until we do an episode because… I guess we could. I guess we should. Uh Yes, we are definitely gonna talk to Wonder Woman at some point. We were very optimistic about it in our last episode where we talked about Home Alone, which is online now if you guys haven't listened to it. Um… But yes, we have many, many thoughts and many questions about Wonder Woman. We'll get to that in a future episode. Yeah. Um, something else that was happening around the Christmas time was the traditional Metro Manila Film Festival. 
Yay! Uh, were you guys able to catch, um, aside from the movie we're about to talk about, were you able to watch any of the other titles? I heard Boy Foretold by the Stars was good, but… I heard uh, that too. Yes, yes yeah, but I haven't wasn't able to seen watch it. it yet. Another thing that has been generating a lot of hype online is Fangirl. And that's the one that I saw. Yep. Well, that's Which was heavily saw. recommended by MJ. That's <laughs> she was the saw, first one who saw it. That's what we're going to be talking about in this episode. Yay! Let's get to it. Hi, for real now. TV. All right. So um, this was, I guess, the film in the Metro Manila Film Festival that was talked about a lot. And can I just say I'm so happy we're finally talking about the local film this time. Yeah, Support local, guys. Yeah. Absolutely. So um, this year, um, because of the pandemic, we weren't able to go out in the cinemas and do our usual tradition of uh, watching these uh, selections of local films out mm-hmm. during Christmas time. So it was available on a streaming platform called Upstream. And that's where we were able to catch Fangirl. And um, well, this picture. This picture at the awards night. Ha! Sweep! Hot. Sweep. Sweep! Bring out the Wallis because mm-hmm. it won Best Editing, Best Cinematography, Best Sound, Best Actor, Best Actress, Best Screenplay, Best Director, and Best Picture. So congratulations to the entire cast and crew because it was amazing. I was happy that I was seeing… I mean, okay, I'm not. I'm gonna, you know, piss off some people, but I was glad that I was seeing a competently mounted movie for the MMFF because usually what we get is crowd pleasing, um, sponsored, um, he- sponsor heavy, you know, um, <laughs> formula stuff. It was nice to see something challenging, um, actually, in the MMFF again. I yeah. just saw it last night. Um, I streamed it, and um, yeah, I was greatly surprised. Mm-hmm. By what I saw. So for those of you who haven't caught it yet, it's about um, this fan girl. Her name is Jane. She's a high school student, 16 years old. And she is pretty much obsessed with local celebrity Paolo Avellino, who is actually a real person. But of mm-hmm. course, he plays himself in this movie, but not exactly himself. Quote, he plays unquote, an alternate reality version of himself, which yes. is… Probably a very disturbing version of him. Yeah. It, so, it was so creepy on so many levels. Yeah, that's why the pretty much the tagline of this movie was never meet your heroes. You know, that mm-hmm. old saying. Because, you know, you never know how shitty they are as people. So actually props to Paola Villino to be willing to be seen in this light. Because he's essentially playing himself, but not really himself. But still himself. You know what I mean? <laughs> It's always so interesting to to see actors or celebrities playing themselves, you know, like a self-aware version, mm-hmm. like a different version of themselves in movies. Like, um, what's that Ali Wong movie? Always Be My Maybe. Like yeah, you had Keanu, Keanu Reeves. Reeves. Yeah. And of course, you had being John Malkovich. You see John Malkovich. It 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 it's it's just fascinating that you see a, you see these things that actors are actually willing to play themselves in a different light mm-hmm. for the yeah. sake of creativity. Especially since, um, what was I going to say? This is not, it is not 
at all flattering for him. And no. honestly, <laughs> really big props to Avelino for accepting the role and playing it as he did, for going as far as he did, for taking the chances that he did. I have really big respect for him. Mm-hmm. It was so far from what we know him from. Like imagine mm-hmm. the last movie I've seen him in was Goyo. Right, oh, yeah, right. Goyo. And he was so, you know, he was so charming and lovable in, in that movie. And then you see… And Lande. So Lande in that movie. And Malandi naman siya in a different way sa movie na to eh. Yeah. Oh my God. In a very… Basta, we'll get to that later. But you know what I mean, right? Yeah. The last… It was oh, the Lande that made you feel super uneasy. Like the whole time. And um, he was also well. You've we've we've seen him in a lot of dramas, in a lot of um, romantic For, comedies, the formulaic movies that we're so yeah. used to. Oh, I actually also really enjoyed them. Drunk, I love you. I was gonna say that was the last time I saw him on the big screen, and I I enjoyed that. Of mm-hmm. course, you know, for a more nostalgic segment of the audience, there it was also really cool seeing Tomato Kick. Old school oh on the big screen. God. Can I just yeah. say? <laughs> and this is like years I after that. that it. it was like years after that it closed, right? Uh, I don't remember the timeline, but I also I, 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 I just, I no, just that, know that one. The one I just in... know it's been years since I've been there. And right. if you're a UP student, you know you've been there. How I am, many I'm not times. from UP, but I've been so there. Right, this is the Maginhawa one. And when I <laughs> yeah. saw it on the big screen, I'm like, holy crap! When did they shoot this? Because <laughs> it looked just the way it did, and I was just so happy to see it. Yeah. But, um, back to Avelino, honestly. Um. I was greatly surprised by the chances he took, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I think I respect… I, I, and again, I said I respect the hell out of it. But there were some instances I think that he took it a little bit over the top. Um, I understand that that's probably what, what they were really going for. Um, for me, I, I just wish they gave him some other vocabulary to use other than putangina. <laughs> Honestly, Wait, no, no. I tweeted. I, I, I sent Anja something. I, I yes. sent Anja something. Somebody on Twitter yes. Why? actually no, did say? a count of all the swear words Paolo Avellino said. I have okay. to look for it again. My goodness. Direct Antonetta Hadaune retweeted it. I remember sending it to Anjo when we saw the movie. Mm-hmm. There, there was a count of putang ina, king ina, gago, pucha, hayo, pukinang ina. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> My mom would not want to listen to this episode. Um, okay, I found it. Found it. Um, this was a, a review on Letterboxd by Thank You Trainwreck Tim for actually counting all the swear words <laughs> that Paolo Avellino said. How many okay. mo- times did he watch this movie? I don't know. But puta slash putangina slash tangina, 130. Gago, yeah. 7. Pucha, 3. Hayop, 2. Pukinang <laughs> ina, one. Pakyo one. I so it's it. a total of 144 swear words from Paolo Avellino. Props to you, Trainwreck Tim, for counting all of this. I am impressed. And I am super yeah. impressed. That's, that's a lot that's of dedication. Effort. I mean, considering mm-hmm. when you when you buy the film, when you rent the film, you only have five days to watch it. So this person probably just took pad and paper, sat down in front of the screen, and started <laughs> counting. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But yeah, um actually he was very convincing for the most part mm-hmm. because it makes you question like how much of this character 
is actually in there in his own personal life, you know. So it's like, which part of it is the character and which is really something deep within Paolo Avellino? Well, to be fair, the fangirl herself, you know, I mean, oh, she's yeah. not the most reliable narrator either. Yep. <laughs> she's, you know, like, I don't know. She was obsessed. Oh, absolutely. And that's she something was, we see a lot. You don't, okay, premise-wise, we know, you know, she puts herself in that awkward and dangerous situation with Paolo Avellino when she hitchhikes. No, mm-hmm. not hitchhikes. She, she, she stows away. Stows away on his truck, you know. Not, I don't think any fan, you know, fan girl, fan boy in their right minds would do that. That's very, that's that's not even borderline stalker. That's that's stalkerish. You know, it's something a that's stalker all, would do. Yeah, that's already pretty creepy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she's um, like many fans, I guess, at that point where they really want to know. Well, they know everything and they want to know even more until she eventually regrets it. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh man, uh, this uh, this is so intense. This movie is just so intense. And Charlie Dizon, the fangirl, can I just say she was amazing. Yes. Like if if there's something that people really raved about this movie, it's her. Because that, 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 can that, I be honest? I mean, I actually, as much as I like Avellino for taking the risks that he did. Um, I, again, I think that he went over the top in some sequences, but I think that it, the reason that the majority of the film works is because of Charlie Dizon, honestly. Oh, 100%. She anchors this thing and you believe her. You believe her obsession. You believe her, 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 her naivete. You believe her, you know. Uh, her some, age. Yeah. Because she's 24 years old. And while, like, right after watching the movie, I had to Google what age yeah. she really was no. because I was like, holy moly. My, this my is wife, intense. This is intense uh, material for at, at least. For somebody who's not of legal age. Well, mm-hmm. obviously, <laughs> they should have gotten somebody of legal age. But I was thinking with yeah. how she looks and how she acts, like, she's like, okay, she, 18, she, seguro. I mean, like, 18, the, but she's 24 and she just pulled off 16 so well. Exactly. Like, you. In, in, in the opening sequence, it's just like it was so sold that she was just a kid, right? Mm-hmm. That opening sequence where she goes to that mall tour and she starts reacting. And cuts classes. <laughs> and cuts classes. CBH. Who has done that? cutting Celebrity culture, idol worship, you know, that's still something that, you know, we see all the time. So it was like Instagram, palang. Yeah, I mean, looking at her, the way she was acting, you're like, yeah, we all know people like that. Mm-hmm. And or for like some, you know, sometimes. for some of us, you know, that probably was us at some point or somewhere at some time. Not, not necessarily for Paula Abelino, but I don't know about Anjo. <laughs> you know, I'm just talking about myself. What <laughs> 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 you and Stan Lee? But that's don't Stan judge Lee. me. But that's Stan Lee. But that that's Stan Lee. You know, you, 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 you caught you, him like… You were supposed to be on that trip. Yeah. But you're I like, think... I'm getting married. I'm like, okay, <laughs> fine. That's a good reason. But I, did, I didn't have money for the trip. <laughs> exactly. Guys. You put it to much better use and I'm proud of you. Yes. <laughs> She's here, by the way. She's looking at me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the thing… Uh, something about Charlie Dizon's performance, honestly. I mean, as grounded and as real and as disturbing and messed up as it was… Um, I was thinking, honestly, this morning, I was thinking that it kind of got to me a little bit at some point that she would switch back and forth. One minute she's starstruck, next minute she's world weary, next minute, you know, she goes back to starstruck. 
And I realized that she's playing exactly what you said. She's playing a 16-year-old girl. 16-year-old, mm-hmm. you know, pe- people, young people, they don't know what they want necessarily mm-hmm. or they think they do until it's actually in front of them. And that's a situation that her character has to face here. And that just made it more real the more I thought about it. She yeah. she was very good. Like the way I saw the movie um, to that point was it was a coming-of-age movie. You know, at such a young age, she realizes that, you know, idolizing someone may not all be what it is when you actually get to meet someone, which is, I think, the point of the movie, right? And her performance mm-hmm. highlighted… Yeah, pretty much. Highlighted, highlighted like, the, the flaws or wait, the problems that, you know, obsessive people have with, with, with their idols and how, how they worship these people that they idolize. And I've down to the nuances, like the, the tiny details, you could really tell like she was acting. She really was a 16-year-old there. Down to the drinking for the first time or mm-hmm. like getting drunk smoking for the first time. Smoking. Oh I laughed smoking. so hard when she took her first drag of a cigarette. I was like, ha! Huh, that's exactly what happens. Or so exactly. I've heard. <laughs> oh, so I've heard. Okay. <laughs> but smoking she is legit- bad, children. It is. It Misha is used to bad. bump from me. What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know lag, what you're talking lag, about. Lag, lag, lag. Starbucks, Starbucks, was... B- BGC Starbucks in What? When they used to have that smoking oh my area. God, specific. I don't know what this is about. <laughs> <laughs> but that yeah. was years ago, guys. We have since quit smoking. Yeah, but she was so convincing. Like that first drag and that deep, cough you like bleh. she was almost gagging it is like huh that is one legit first time yossi inhale so for, for even even just that down to the nitty-gritty of things and like even taking selfies or how she would text her friends and everything everything really her texting can, can, to her friends note, gave me a like taught me a new word <laughs> that's what i wanted to ask oh, about Lord. she's texting her friends what does that word mean <laughs> Uten, if you see I, the movie, context too. What the hell does Uten mean? Uten. Obviously, it's dead. Well, I know what it means, but where is it from? It means your I favorite don't... word, Bisha. Penis. <laughs> wow, actually... that's not my favorite. No. No, what? it's not. Every sound, ch- every sound check we make before we record, you say penis. Don't put words in my mouth. Lag, lag, <laughs> But yeah, I, I'm actually glad. I was like, I'm like, huh. I'm I'm not that filthy. I actually know a I I actually didn't know a word for penis. I also <laughs> did not know this word. I am not as filthy as I thought. Uh, it was so funny because MJ messaged MJ was pushing us to watch this movie and I watched it before Misha did. And the first thing that I actually messaged MJ was, I learned a new word. <laughs> And she was like, oh my god, <laughs> I knew that, that so moment, funny. I knew it was exactly that word and that <laughs> scene. But yeah, I think I it's it's hilarious how they also used it as a selling point or like a message of how to keep people away from pirating the movie. It's like it's like a poster of that scene. Okay, I guess we're at the spoilery part now, friends. So it's that part where he you know, he's on the side of the road and ta-da, you'll see his penis. And that's, a penis. <laughs> uh, well, I, debatable. Questionable. It could have been a dummy penis. No, it is a dummy. It's like a prosthetic. Yeah. No, How sure we, are we, you? Like, we, <laughs> that's what I like heard. like to keep the mystery with people. Don't confirm or deny anything. <laughs> 
actually it's funny. Okay. How, we saw uh, somebody's Uten. We don't know who's. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the, the poster said it's better in HD, I think. Just to like get people to stream. It's hilarious. But yeah. I streamed my, it on my phone and I cast it to the TV. I was like, oh, <laughs> I did not expect that. <laughs> Did you, wait, At wait, one did you, in the morning, I did not expect that. Uh, I thought you watched this with your mom. Again. No, not this oh, one. Wait, like, like Borat. Thank did you watch god. Borat with your mom? Oh my god, I was watching it with my mom. was like Thank stone god. quiet. I swear. Not, my goodness. <laughs> But it's, I it's also made her watch too. Wonder Woman with me. She was not happy at the end. Oh. Well, I think Borat 2 would have made your mom happier than Wonder Woman. But that's another episode. That's another episode. Yep. You can also catch our Borat episode. It's somewhere on the Spotify. Just look for it, guys. <laughs> or Apple. Or Google. <laughs> or whatever. you can just check the Facebook group that we have. Subbutters. We like movies. <laughs> wow. Okay. Self-promotion aside. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag. <laughs> Um, what, so there's just so much, you know, this, after seeing this movie, there's just so much to process. And whenever you want to talk to someone about it, it's just so difficult to put a finger on what you want to talk about first. Because it's so many things. Okay. Something that Anjo said earlier, um, he touched on the fact that it is a coming of age film and I agree, but it's not a coming of age film in the way that, um, a lot of people might think necessarily. No. It's normally presented. Mm -hmm. Not at all. It is this much was, darker. Uh, this, yeah, exactly. It, this this coming-of-age movie veered towards darker concepts or, you know, the dark, darker theme. Mm-hmm. You know, much in the way of, like, you want to be trying things for the first time when you're, as you're growing up, you know. But in this case, is it, would it be, you know, would, is it safe to be, is it safe that we put a spoiler warning now, you know? Oh, I, I did already with the penis. Yeah, she so. did. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> You know, like, uten, but, uten, much, uten. much in the way that she puts herself in the situation <laughs> in, in, in the situation where she's in, where you know she gets to try these things, but then it seems like she's forced onto doing these things because of her idol. I, 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 I thought you gave a spoiler warning. Stop speaking in vague things. Just say it. No, no, no. She's just <laughs> she's just forced into doing these things. You know, like. Uh, just because she idolizes the guy, mm-hmm. you know, like it's it's fan worship. Oh, he does this. He, I guess, I have to do this. So, parang, I don't know. Like, I feel like she's also like in her head. Like, if she does these things, she could she could actually make him fall for her. That is true. That's which highlights true. her naivete. Mm-hmm. I was so scared for her. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, yeah, she, she she stows away in the back of the guy's truck, and he drives out to the province to the oldest, scariest house he can find. I don't know. You know, sorry, and sorry. Before you get to that, I just wanted to point out where he gets stopped by the police, by the MMDA, right? Mm-hmm. And they just let him off the hook just because who, who he's a he celebrity. Is. Yeah, because you know, so this is the like, world we live in. That's another and point we can discuss later, though. They let him go for an autograph, mm-hmm. autograph poster, right? Para sa anak, mm-hmm. yeah. MMDA officer. But you know, if that was me or you. <laughs> no, we would get a ticket, definitely. Yep, and uh, our licenses revoked. Not revoked, but uh, our licenses confiscated. Have, confiscated. Sorry. I don't know. Alokin mo ng utin. But anyway. Ewan ko, Misha, baka go-to move mo yun. Wala akong utin. Anong gagawin ko? 
Char. No, don't answer that. Don't answer that. Please. Uh, oh, we Misha, really need somebody on. to tell us moving the etymology on. of Putet. I'm so curious. Moving, I want to know. Moving also. on, guys. It sounds like something we should know. Okay? The world needs to know. We cannot be the only ones who saw that word on the screen and we're like, that's a thing? Well, well it is you know, a like, thing. It's a thing. Yeah, it's, it's his thing. Fine. <laughs> Okay, um, but seriously, 16-year-old girl stows away in the back of her idol's truck. He drives to this creepy house in the middle of nowhere. It could have gone wrong for her in so many ways. At some point, I I was expecting her, you know, to have like corpses in the basement or something. Yeah. Yeah, actually, it, it took a different turn because I thought it would go a serial killer route mm-hmm. or some, some sort of torture, kidnap mm-hmm. kind yeah. of thing. I, I was but it after- didn't, it wasn't that way. It, it took me to a totally different direction, but in a good way. In a way that you see so much of how she grows through this ordeal and yeah. how complex Paolo Avellino's character here is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it, it goes deep. It goes real deep. And yeah. I, I enjoyed it. I was like, oh, okay. I was expecting like blood and gore and shit. But oh, mm-hmm. well, I was pleasantly surprised. Yep. And, you know, I was half expecting, you know, a room with meat hooks and, and stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. And other fangirls. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, shit. Parts of fangirls. Yeah. Yeah. So the, and it, probably it was, one or two utens. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, was, it, was a, it was a pleasant surprise that it, a different turn, hmm. you know, for for the, for the better, I guess, uh, of the narrative or mm-hmm. or the concept of the movie. But you know, it, everything just kind of fell into place narrative wise. You know, was, even the characters were. Yeah, I, on on that note, I was I was really happy that it didn't go exactly where we thought it would because yeah. you know that would make for a more boring experience. That's fine, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I I like the overall idea that stars aren't necessarily what we project our hopes and wishes and dreams on. But mm-hmm. the, the part that I appreciated the film for, and when I saw the bigger picture that the filmmakers are going for, the, the, the whole thing about how people, how women in particular, should stand up for themselves. Yes. How, how cycles of violence perpetuate yes. is until you decide to say no more. Yeah. Um, and I, again, I liked, I respect more than I love how Abelino leaned into his role. Because again, this is not flattering for him. He is just the worst in this movie. And I like how the movie peels back the layers. Mm-hmm. They don't show it to you all at once. Sure, yeah. you have 8 million putang in us when he first <laughs> discovers this 140-something. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I miscounted. I'm not listening. I didn't have my bad paper out. It but felt it, yeah. like a million. Yes, it, it did. Kind of did. But you know, like how they every would, other every yeah. other word was like tang ina, king ina, putang ina. You know, he could have used <laughs> other words. <laughs> he could have been other words. Yeah, and, and at some point, I felt like he was trying too hard, like how Anjo referenced Pamela Anderson to convince us, you know, that he's <laughs> all that. <laughs> Actually, I, I was, think he was, was trying too yeah. hard. He, he was I was more of a Yasmin Bleeth guy, though. Sober Chandler and Joey. <laughs> but the thing is, um, it, it 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 took its time showing us yeah. um, how messed up he was. And I like that. Like even, you don't even see all of his tattoos all at once, you know? Oh so, my God, the ugly oh, fucking tattoos. <laughs> that, that, I was laughing so that, much when I saw that, his back. That fucking okay. back tattoo is so <laughs> ugly. The thing was, I think uh, they we, meant it to be like that, but oh my God, I, it's, so yeah, it's so nasty. No, but the thing was, pala nga, alis na ako eh. Alam mo yun, pagpasok ko ng bahay, like, hey, no, 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 no. it's like, oh, Paolo Avellino shirtless. Then he turns his back 
the fuck oh, is that? Ina, ina. I'm out of here. No, but the thing is, when we were watching this movie, kasi initially we were, I was stream, I was streaming it through um, smart TV. But then, um, you know, this is the only thing that I didn't like was um, that took away from my experience was the internet connection. But that's it. So we moved to watching on my <laughs> on, on my iPad, mm-hmm. which which was pretty uh, no fluid, the so, so no, no, it wasn't buffering or anything. Mm-hmm. So it was smaller. So the first time I saw that that tattoo, I was like, "Pang ina, ang laki nga ng utin niya." Salikod, salikod. No, but yeah, that tattoo was so ugly. It looked like a penis. Yeah. I think that was the point. Yeah, I was, was watching point, but, yeah. on I was watching on the TV, right? And the funny thing is, when the movie started, I was just thinking. Man, I miss the big screen. And then Uten happened. I'm like, oh, I think it's big enough. The TV, I mean. <laughs> the TV, sure. The TV. But um, yeah, um, I, I still think that he went a little too far, a little over the top, a little bit too theatrical, melodramatic at some points. Because some of the things that, that, that happened, um, like for example… He loses his shit at one point when they're driving down a country road because of something that he sees. But because of the way that it's shot, I don't know if they didn't have enough time or they just didn't think that an insert was needed. We don't entirely see what sets him off. Of course, that, that could have been intentional because we take the point of view of the girl. You know, she didn't see either. Uh-huh. But I think it would have been, I don't know, uh, more impactful if we actually saw what set him off. Because it's I- next thing you know, he's... Somebody's referencing a kid. I'm like, oh, there was a kid. I did not see I, the kid. Because it goes by so fast. To contrast that or to counter that, is I like that the part. The parang it just shows you how deeply disturbed okay. Paolo yeah. Avelino's character was that he can at at you know at you know at the pin's drop you know just snap and for the smallest reason he'll get triggered at some point. Yeah, that's fair. That you never I know. I would have liked to see it. That that's all. I just wanted to see it. Mm-hmm. I. I I, I would have liked that we uh, that we were able to register that there was a woman with a child. Oh, but you see that than, the, you see that the, when he buys cigarettes. No, but Remember before this? that he loses his shit. Before that, no, he buys his cigarettes at that. night, and then he loses his shit in the morning. No, that. I'm talking about when they're driving. When yeah. they pass on the the tricycle on the road. Yeah, that's the okay. We'll get into more spoilers with, as long as we talk. About this whole se- this whole sequence. So yeah, you know, they're, at they're, night he buys cigarettes in that store where there's the girl that he's supposed to be in love with. Yeah, who that's, has that's love okay. Baby. Yeah, that's fine. And I'm, I'm talking about in the next morning. Was it the tricycle? The, the one on the tricycle was the girl. Was the mom? Yeah, I meant. I think what Misha means is like it. It you could have you you could have blinked and you'd miss why he lost he his shit. He was set off, yeah. Yeah. You it was honestly just so fast. don't see it because it's so fast. And I, and part of me is thinking that they just not have enough time to shoot an insert or was that intentional? Because, hmm. you know, I don't want him to have to explain what he saw. I mean, it would be nice if we saw it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I see your point, but I also see Anjo's point of like him, of, of like probably us not knowing what could have set him off. Because it's like that. It's it, not jarring. I, it's, I get both of your points. Yeah, I mean, like in, to my point, lang kasi like, it was so jarring that big lasha As a fan, yung tapos kat, she was right. Bes- uh, he was right beside Jane, and Jane, Jane was so taken aback by that also that she didn't know what what triggered it also. So I think that that was the full effect that it had. The parang oh, sa nanggaling yung pitik niya. It's like this guy is like so fucked up in the head. He just snaps at the moment's notice. The parang sees like he could see a. a 
a feather for all I care and then he'll just snap all of a sudden. That is <laughs> valid. The only trouble is that they took some effort to put somebody by the side of the road to show that they did pass by something. But, you know. I think, I think kasi if, if makita mo may dumaan, then the explanation would have been invalid, I guess. But the thing is, they did show it. It just wasn't clear. I had to I had to rewind it just to make sure that I you know I wasn't crazy that they actually did see something. Yeah, we all saw something though. Then sorry, bumalik sa hotel. Okay, oh I don't God, know where what part you back? kept rewinding, but that's not no. what I was rewinding. Uh, <laughs> why? And then what what came after? And this is the only this I only have two instances where I felt it was a little bit forced. One is the part that comes immediately after that, where he and the girl they both break down and start sharing their life stories. Because mm. it, yeah, it comes kind of out of nowhere down the a little movie. bit. It, it slowed down the pacing for me a little bit. I, I appreciated um, knowing more about them. I just wish that it doesn't. It didn't all happen at, at once. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, a lot was explained during that. Basically, Paolo's whole backstory on the whole… Uh, why he's in the house. Yeah, mm-hmm. or, or why, why he goes why to the province. See, yeah, why, or who's mm-hmm. that woman he's seeing, right. why he's uh, he, why I, he's sent in, off. In Jane's words, sino yung kasex mo kagabi? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Sino yung kasex mo Something I, uh, when I talked about peeling back the layers, right? Something else that I liked about it was that we don't even know the girl's name until like the last scene of the movie. Mm. Because Avelino never asks. He just it's like putang ina, he's you're just a fan, diba? Fan ka lang. Yeah. Sino ka ba? And he never even he never it never even occurs to him to ask her. He doesn't even what? see her as a person on that note. And you can see that from the way he treats her, the way he uses her later on, you know. Um it was really surprising to me when her mother says her name because that was the only point I realized like holy crap. Oh no, we we never heard her name throughout any of this. Yeah. And yeah, going also going back to that, like how shitty he treats her, not even like caring much about her. Because mm-hmm. you you know in that whole getting to know you scene, okay, after he sees her, he runs after her, he's batshit crazy and angry mm-hmm. after seeing that she broke into that house and mm-hmm. followed him. What made him what made him warm up to her was when she started feeding his ego. Yes. And that's such an interesting look at Maybe certain celebrities on how they don't give a shit about their fans and they just care about, oh yes, worship themselves. me. Yeah. Tell me. Tell me how great I am. And that's basically what Paula Avellino did. He warmed up mm-hmm. when she was spitting out these facts about him and saying all these wonderful wor- mm-hmm. things about him and his acting. I was like, what a fucking egomaniac. That's, yes. that's yeah, when you warm up. Yeah. And so I love that. It, it's just like such a statement on like, aha, uh-huh, yeah. Hmm, and, he's that kind of guy. Okay. And also, it was a good parallel with 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 any abusive relationship. Honestly, yeah. that the second it's a power. That, it's a yeah. power. Um, power play. The power, second power that play. the 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 dominant one doesn't get what they want or what they think they deserve, you know, they turn on the dime, which makes mm-hmm. the other person, you know, feel responsible. Like kasalanan ko, mali yung ginawa ko, parang. And then they try and make up for it. So I'm like, yeah. oh god, this is an abusive relationship. Which it they is. enter. It oh, was. He even ask it her was. name. It he was. doesn't. He doesn't. He, even ask much about her when whenever mm-hmm. he does ask it's it has repercussions he's just like okay i want to know how old you are just so i know if you like if we if do you're anything legal. yeah if you're yeah. legal exactly you know there's always an ulterior motive it's not mm-hmm. like to get yeah. to know her 
And whatever yeah, he finds exactly. out about her is just circumstantial. Yeah. And he doesn't even take her seriously or like uh, offer her like a drink or whatever until it's entertaining for him. Until it's yeah. convenient for him where he needs somebody mm-hmm. to listen to him. It's yes. all about yes. him. Yeah, that's so yes. messed up. Which brings me to um, how the heck did they talk him into accepting this role? I don't know, <laughs> man. It's, you don't find mainstream celebs who would go to those lengths to to convince you that they're they're not maybe their big cre- screen image. Maybe creatively, it just piqued his interest. I can see yeah. that. I can see you that. Know, like, and if- to be honest, um, it's by a well loved director and uh, a team behind it because Antonetta Downes have had like a lot of amazing movies and. I yes. bet she's very much respected by many actors. And, you know, they... Oh, maybe it runs a family. Even, they, on, on, even her on, sister had a movie, The Last Film Fest. What? Uh, Lucid. Oh. Her sister wrote that. I was surprised. Oh. Wow. And I was like, huh, it's a family business now. <laughs> <laughs> well, most of the talent, I guess. And, like, I guess balls. If anything, she has the balls because she's been working for a lot of star cinema films. You know, th- films that make money, films mm-hmm. that make a lot of people happy. But to take this leap into making something dark, like ibang antoneta down na makita mo sa pelikula lang to. Only it's the director, not the actor. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And but it's another ba? Like um, it's uh, wasn't this like produced by the independent indie movie art Black uh, Sheep. arm or Black Sheep. Uh, yes. star, yeah. star cinema? Correct? Star cinema. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I appreciate also that they're yes. going. Yes, I those... love their output. Honestly, yeah. super. Yeah. They make mm-hmm. things that I never thought that star would dip their feet into in a million years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I like seeing yeah. stuff that's outside the mainstream. I think they purposely did it for like what you to, expect to cater to to not cater to the mass market. You know, like I imagine that a lot of them would yeah. still watch it for yeah. Abelino. And I also imagine a lot of them being incredibly offended by it. And I'm not talking about the mainstream or the mass audience per se. But I imagine that his fans might not appreciate what he's going for. Yes. Um, I'm, not, I'm not trying to say that they can't comprehend it or whatever. It's just, this is just so very different from what you'd expect one from of his Paolo roles Abelino. to be. And yes. yeah, it, it's I, I respect the hell out of it. Well, if they are anything like Jane, they would still love him no matter what. That is true. <laughs> Despite no, but, this role. No, but but the, you know, like Jane as a super fan was also kind of creepy. Like she knew everything that he did in terms of his career. And she would even, she was so adamant in saying like she was a good, he was a good kisser. Oh, Just I love that part. Yeah. You know, that like was, when she was… That right? made me so uncomfortable. His reaction made me so uncomfortable. Right? Mm-hmm. Like it was it's like, like the whole. Parang. And then the parang, you know, like she was so adamant about it without even knowing what it was like. You know, to even like I'm not even sure if she's had a first kiss. The character had the first kiss prior to the experience, or you know, even knowing that that the person's a good kisser without actually kissing the person says a lot about like what what um fan culture is like or like super or obsessive fans are like mm-hmm. right and also um <clears throat> paralleling her own life experiences um coming from an abusive uh household with um her, her um, having boyfriend. emotions <clears throat> for having feelings for an abusive idol um 
I appreciated it. I, I really liked that arc for her and that she actually learned something, that she wasn't the same person at the end of the movie that she was at the beginning. Yeah. Um, can and, we talk about the ending? Are, are, uh, are we I, while, while we're there, <laughs> while we're there, I loved how when the story was going on, okay, she she would still be such a puppy dog going mm-hmm. after Paolo Avellino mm-hmm. no matter how much shit he puts her through. Okay. Yes. He, he kind of uh, he verbally abuses her mm-hmm. and it goes further than that. He physically abuses her. Physically <laughs> abuses her and she still is starry-eyed over him. But I love how the turning point was when she finally understood like the abuse when it came to another woman. Because yes. sometimes you don't realize that in toxic relationships. Because yes. <laughs> you keep forgiving and forgiving and forgiving this person you love and respect and look up mm-hmm. to. And you just keep taking the abuse because why? You love and adore this person and you just ignore it. But the moment it started happening to another woman, the moment sure. the abuse <clears throat> started feeling familiar to her because of what was happening in her in her household. I was like, oh, okay, ang ganda. Ang ganda na yung, yun yung last straw niya because okay, finally, it's not just about me. Like, okay, kasi ako yung fan talaga eh. Okay lang nagawin mo sa akin to. Pero sa mga ibang tao, parang hindi, hindi na tama yun. Lalo na sa bata, lalo na sa babae. <coughs> I, I really love that <coughs> message na okay there there will there will be a turning point and I hope to god that women who watch this learn about their own toxic if they have a toxic relationship we, you got to know where to draw the line and mm-hmm. you got to know when to realize that this is abuse and this should stop I should walk out the, yeah. but that also like reflects how the the fan the fan girl bubble in your head there eh? cuz you would just keep forgiving and forgiving and forgiving and yeah, the, up until like, it's fan, too late. Fa- fangirl in 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 a sense, na parang it's not just about celebrity. Yeah, it's celebrity. any relationship. Exactly, you know, parang it's 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 fangirl is one way of putting it is to make it more familiar, more accessible to other people. But I think the movie is more about you know worship, like how you can worship somebody so much that you're blinded by it, that you're willing to take any, you're willing to take the abuse from the person mm-hmm. or entity you know like it, this movie just spoke so much volumes about about this 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 topic that's so hard to talk about or hard to deal with that's, right? that's, that's the problem i think when you put somebody up on a pedestal <coughs> whether they're a partner or they're um, um, a movie star <coughs> or, or you know somebody you look up to you put somebody up on a pedestal you're giving them every opportunity to kick you in the teeth yeah honestly and truly mm-hmm and, and that's that's not a healthy relationship, no matter how no, you look not, at it. Not at all. Not, not at, at all. all. And I guess when she finally saw the similarity of how Paolo was treating this woman and this kid, when she saw the parallels of how her stepdad was treating her mom, mm-hmm. that 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 was the eye opener for her. Can can I can I comment on that? Actually, mm-hmm. I mean, again, I don't want to offend anyone. I don't um, speak out of turn. It's just, um, I honestly feel that it goes on for about a minute too long. I think, I mean, for me, it would have been a more powerful ending if they had ended it right where she has that realization. Right where she first, um, where she defies her mother. Where she first answers back when her mom tries to send her out of the room to just take the abuse, shut up, go out and buy some cigarettes. And she's like, Manuba, Right? That's the mm-hmm. first time in her life that she stood up for herself. 
And I think that was a more powerful note to end on because it would have been more ambiguous about where it goes from there. That the scene hmm. continues for another 90 seconds, um, I think it wasn't necessary anymore because they already made their point that well, give- she was not the same person anymore. And yeah, I, but- I, I would have loved that. Mm-hmm. I, I see where you're going story-wise, character-wise, but um, seeing all the shots afterwards yes. was uh, a statement by the director. Yes. That I know because… I get that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, it's a statement she and her staff wanted to make because of the production design. Because you see all yeah. these… Let's, let's not get too <laughs> deep into it. But you know what let, I'm talking let's about. Not, let's not specify. Let's <laughs> yeah, not let's specify. not specify. Yeah. But if you've seen the film, you know what I'm talking about. These posters. Yes. Seemingly… These standees. You, mm-hmm. these, you see these… Um, you see these every familiar, day when you're out. Familiar faces. Like, yeah. Without so, naming names. Without naming names. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's a statement on how this person's… Supporters can be as well, and yes. I also it's a political stance they wanted to and make, especially which again what's we, going on right now in the country. Which which again goes back to the theme of worship, you know, mm-hmm. like toxic worship. The parang that you're you're being used and abused by yeah. the so called person that you worship. You're getting fucked over, and you're not realizing it. You're constantly still pining for their attention, pining for their love, and you're you think you're getting it, but you're actually not. Which makes that whole ending in that context work better. And I I know um this film has been in production or at least r- writing phase mm-hmm. twenty sixteen pa. So it's been through a lot of revisions, a lot of changes, and I do believe one of their most recent revisions was to fit the political landscape currently. Okay. So that was definitely um. Uh, yeah, that was I mean, definitely. I'm not gonna deny that it was a conscious choice. It absolutely was. You're right, um, especially for the statement they were trying to make. Um, and um, while personally, again, I feel that it would have would not have been any less powerful if they'd ended it there with somebody finally finding their voice and uh-huh. speaking up um, after being quiet for so long for just accepting what's thrown at them for so long. Um, I remember we had a similar discussion a couple of years ago. Um, I had just seen um, Respeto. And the way that movie ended, I felt was a little heavy-handed. And you correctly pointed out that for the majority of people who would be watching, possibly, I mean, for the majority of people who'd be watching, um, it's entirely possible that they would need that lack of subtlety to get the message across. That they would Mm -hmm. need a little bit of hand-holding to understand what the movie is trying to say. And I think I get that here also. Yeah. But I guess my only problem... Maybe it was intentional. I'm not sure. But she called the police on her stepfather. But honestly, what are they gonna do? That was my next question. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) given how trust... Absolutely competitive and trustworthy they are. They are not at all like these men she's about to report. Not at all. Not at all. Oh, no. That's my only question. Honestly, it's like... "Mm." Speaking of which... Or is is it also a statement because... What else can you do? Like you, there's also this part of you that hopes that authority can do something about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe it's a statement, Maybe. but like me personally, I don't. I wouldn't do the same. No, but I, I, I think that was a, you know, like 
like it was a statement also that it, it's such a way that you can use misinformation as a weapon. Hmm. Like the way I saw it, like para any wrong report can be used as a weapon. And <laughs> and with social media right now, anything that is that has is is written in the wrong context can sometimes be more powerful than something that has truth in it. That's entirely possible. That that's what I that's one of the takeaways I got from it. Unless like even even the statement of Bumilika Nanagyosi was such a loaded statement, in my opinion. Oh yeah. You guys, if you guys know, you know. I'm not gonna get into details. Oh, that just got darker, didn't it? Well, it is dark material, and I think that's really (laughs) what they wanted to say. They weren't they well, if you know if you know what they're trying to say, then let's make it a little bit darker. Oh yeah, let's do this. It's also um, now Wait, that I think about the it, it's <laughs> the fact that she called the cops people <laughs> that she would look to for protection, that she would look to for safety, guidance, whatever you want to call it. Service. On some Service level, I, we know that she's not going to get the outcome that she wants. On some level, we know that calling them may, may or may not be an empty gesture and that cycle will just repeat itself that her hopeless situation is just going to continue because that call did absolutely nothing. So that's possible. That's, <laughs> oh, that's possible. That's depressing. That's probably what's gonna happen because they're probably just gonna keep asking her Bakit ba kasi ganito? Bakit mm-hmm. di ka kasi ganyan? Or you okay, know, anyway. they'll take the dad side. Exactly. The yep. side. Society. Okay, talking about the stepdad. Actually, not even stepdad. Isn't he like the boyfriend? Like the boy, just boyfriend. the boyfriend. boyfriend. Pretty much boyfriend. boyfriend. Yeah. But I forget. I saw it on, on my Facebook feed that the director, see, direct Antoinette Hadaune, because I don't know her personally, but she was tagged by another common friend. I saw a post parang. See, the actor playing Benjo now has more haters than Paolo Avellino. <laughs> like, there was a Twitter thread about well, how Benjo… Well, he was a piece of shit. What? How Benjo, a piece of shit. My blood was boiling. Yeah, you know, like how, how Benjo… Like, there's even this tweet… This this um this, this tweet that said that parang, Tang ina mo Benjo… Uh, Tang ina mo Benjo parang… Tarang 10 seconds lang sa'yo parang dum- kumulo na lahat ng dugo ko. <laughs> So, dalawang oras ni Paolo Avellino, sayo kumulo yung dugo ko. Parang ganun. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, tang ina, laugh trip. Kasi no, it's, it's true. Because, I don't know about you guys, dick. but he was being a garbage. asshole. I, I don't know if, well, you probably haven't experienced it as intense as I have. But I have been told these things by different people. Kababa, ay, yung pinaka-hate ko sa buong mundo. Kababae mong tao, malabas ka ng late, kababae mong tao, Dungis, dungis, small, blah, blah, blah. It's just so familiar to a lot of women <laughs> that it really, really gets under your skin. Not, not just because he's an annoying asshole character. It's because you've heard this before and you're <laughs> so fed up and you would totally oh, get. Sorry, Epis. Uh, <laughs> what the actual hell? <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. I'm so. I'm so sorry. MJ was getting to a really good I was, part. I was, but, uh, okay lang, baka naman kasi sumabog na ako, baka nag-rant na ako kung hindi nag-tamil no, yeah, ng ipis. But it was, uh, it is a very good point that a lot of people miss nowadays. Like, where you were going to, like, I felt it when he was telling it to her because, you know, you see it through her eyes that 
the entire movie you see through Jane's eyes. So that situation really hurt, like watching it through her eyes. So I can't even imagine how you would feel. Yeah. Hearing this. Parang ako yung sinasabihan eh. Di parang ang ina mo, kung ako si Jane, sinaksak na kita. Mismo. Ina, sinaksak na talaga kita. Promise. That whole condescending, self-entitled, toxic, masculine nonsense that unfortunately far too many people subscribe to. Nope. Yeah. And 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 wait, wait, just 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 to get this off my chest. I mean, where where MJ is coming from? That's very valid, and unfortunately, mm-hmm. it's a situation that a lot of people have to live with um, these yes. days. But you know, not for anything. And you know, crucify me if you want. But this is for all intents and purposes. Not not even for all intents and purposes. It is. This is the largest Catholic country in this part of the world. You know. <laughs> You know, you got the Ten Commandments, you got the Golden Rule, you got people going to church every Sunday and all that. But we make allowances for the most toxic of personalities and we find every excuse under the sun to justify them. Mm-hmm. This is a country where if you, you're, you're a dude, you can have like three, four, five families. But as long as you put, you know, all those children to school and you put a roof over their heads, you're not a bad guy. How does that compute in somebody's Catholic Catholic heart? Yeah, yeah that's 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 one of the things I don't understand. And, like, and the, um, what 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 he was saying in the movie, the the boyfriend, he was saying, you know, I put a roof over your head, I give you an allowance, and this is how you repay me. No, she doesn't owe you a damn thing. I mean, fuck no, not, she does not no. owe you her fealty just because you provide the bare minimum, and you know, it doesn't entitle you to treat her like garbage either. And that's something that a lot of people don't understand. They think that just because they provide things, that they're automatically better to you, that they're entitled, that they're, they're, they're above you and they can treat you like garbage. And that is something that's really sad because the only part of the Bible you see that in is the bad parts. <laughs> and, and, you know, that's not the stuff you're supposed to emulate. Yeah. <sighs> it, it's, a lot of, it's a lot to unpack, really. It really is. But I... I, I there, we can go on and on about um, all the meanings and there are so many things to say. But I also just want to share the production <laughs> aspect mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. That's why it won all these awards. I, I, one thing I love is that the cinematographer, Sir Neil Daza, really chose female camera operators for this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because they wanted to avoid the male gaze. Mm-hmm. They wanted it to be from the point of view of a woman. And I That's love cool. that. That's very good. I, I like love cool. that. Mm-hmm. Plus, I also love um, Direct Antoinette Hadaunis' process of of this. Because apparently, I, well, I, was, I obviously follow her on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And she did mm-hmm. this whole Q&A. Mm-hmm. And I learned from that that she didn't want Paola Villino and Charlie Dizon to interact on the set. As as in like when 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 it's their downtime, they can't hang out. They Ooh, can't I like that. They can't I, talk to each other because think, she wanted to um preserve the awkwardness and the unfamiliarity with each other. So it was more authentic. You see, yeah. you, you, you receive the script. You receive the script, you you somehow know what's gonna happen, what your 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 co-actor is gonna say, but you don't know how they're going to deliver it. So I think that adds to that. That's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Yeah. I love that process. And I think they they also talked about not giving Charlie the whole script in one go. I think mm. they would give it to her like really? a day bef- like on the day or a day before. Because they also didn't want her to get too excited. 
They wanted mm-hmm. her actions to be authentic. Authentic. Galing. Ang galing. Ang galing, galing a, ng process oh, din ng behind the pretty, scenes. That's a pretty cool approach to the to the characters. You know, yeah. how, how, how you develop the, the characters with the the actors you're working with. You know, Parang nakakaaliw siya. Yeah. It's, it's like method directing. And I love it. Yeah. And then, di ba, you, you all, <laughs> kasi I, I would have killed to have questions asked Kasi hindi ko naabutan. You told, you told me that she had a Q&A but kasi I don't follow her on Instagram. When was Instagram. this? Um, so hindi ko naabutan. Was, it was before like right after the awarding. Before the awarding, after <laughs> yeah. the movie was screened. Oh. Yeah, so, so it I, was it, stories lang eh. So it was on for just 24 hours. Yeah, but so mabilis okay. lang. I read through them and her, the process is amazing. At, at this point in time, Misha, you haven't seen it yet. So MJ and I right. were playing Call of Duty. Like Y'all we always talking do. about it. Okay. <laughs> so we were talking about it at the same time. Um, no, but I think MJ also forgot to mention that parang what they also did to Charlie. Oh yeah, Charlie yeah, yeah. Dizon, was Yung, to give her not to give her an air conditioned tent. Yeah. Diba? Yeah, si Paolo Avellino parang ayaw nila siyang bigyan ng air conditioned tent kasi hindi ka artista dito, fan ka. Nice. So, I well, I'm glad she wasn't she was okay with it. I'm glad Charlie Dizon was game for this kasi mm-hmm. you know, also in no, the but, same respect that we're saying that we respect Paolo Avellino for accepting this role also to Charlie Dizon Charlie for, for living. being <laughs> living. okay being quote, okay unquote. with not give, being given the star treatment yeah. because mm-hmm. she is an she is not a star she is an actor by the way Misha play I this character out, seriously and I respect her for that I found out that because of fangirl is Charlie Charlie Dizon was one of the girls in you know, Four Sisters Before the Wedding oh yeah <laughs> I still so haven't para, seen that I, yeah same but yeah but you know like there's a stark the range. contrast with the range. that kind of role to yeah. the role of Jane. I, I don't know which sister she's playing though. As she's playing sure. the Tony, I think she would play Tony Gonzaga. She Misha, paki ano nga yung ano? I'm <laughs> not doing the monologue. <laughs> Sige na. Sige na. I am not. Nope. 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 Sorry, one line. Ma. One line. You're nope. sorry, nope. my love. Nope. Please. Nope. Sige na. Nope. Fine. <sighs> Pero yun. Sorry, MJ. I tried. I tried. Okay I tried talaga. <laughs> yeah, mad props to how to even just the process of this and like shooting in that house must not have been easy. Yep. It, it is creepy. Filthy. House. That no, pool. Oh my god! Was oh my god! That pool. Oh, that pool. Oh my god! The pool. Like freak yung out. Tapo nung tumalun sa pool. Parang ah, may sugat ka. Yung sinasaw sa palangay yung mga paan yasa pool. My wife and I were talking about. Kadiri naman yun. It really was. And then, it was and then my wife was like. Oh my god, that pool. I'm never gonna do that. I'm hoping that was just like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, it was actually. Uh, Derek Antoinette also shared that in her stories, which gave me a like huge sigh of relief. <laughs> the, the pool was clean. They even showed the they even had to like uh, make the house more dilapidated than it actually looked. And the pool was clean, it was usable, they just PD'd it. It's like yeah. thank God. <laughs> I, I have a question. Thank you, Lord. I, I have a question. Um other than to make us think that he was a serial killer for about 10 seconds, was there any particular reason that this A-list actor would be in a shitty old house in the middle of nowhere? I, uh, would, would, it, would it have been more or less effective, say, if he went home to a condo in the middle of the city M- with MJ, the exact same storyline? Do you have any info on that based on the Q&A? Or um, 
Based on do, the Q&A, I think they had an edit actually where he would explain why he's in the house. They okay. had a part of okay. the script, okay. but I think they but I like the mystery. To, yeah. I, 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 also I, I like, like the mystery. I like mm. that. But, it, it made it more, but, it more scary that they were in the middle of for, nowhere, honestly. Yeah. Know, for, for me, kasi, like, my, my, my understanding of it is, you know, you, we see the side of Paolo Avellino, how he's not all about the celebrity status. Also, mm-hmm. but he wants to get away from it. Yeah. So Sigur, that is one way of escaping from his status. Because you notice, like, you know, when he, he didn't know that he was being tailed by, by Jane, he says, Sabi ko nga, di ba, para, may, may sinabi siya, Sabi ko, hanggang two appearances lang gagawin ko. Kontrata, wala kontrata. Mm-hmm. Parang, tapos na ako dun. Like, he's done. He's had it. I need my escape. I think that's why he, I think that's also a reason why he chose to go to a house in the middle of nowhere. It being dilapidated, I don't know, that's probably a creative choice done by direct uh, Antoinette Hadaone. Mm-hmm. But I respect that decision because it, yeah. it, it added to the uneasiness. You know, like, this movie was per- so perfectly made down to the, 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 the camera movements, down to the production design. Everything was perfect. Like The use of handheld cameras, in my opinion, was probably icing on the cake. Mm. And I think uh, it, it was also a choice um, because this is totally not what you'd expect an A-list celebrity to be hanging Definitely. out in. Exactly. So I think yeah. this is his space to be this version of himself that is not seen in front of the cameras. So but, it's, you know, it's not it's, the it's, glitz it's, and it's glamour a, you expect. It's a contrast thing and also maybe a, a little way to make things feel a little bit creepier or darker. But at the same time, yeah. hindi ito yung Paolo Avellino. Kasi kung ina-imagine yung mansion, malinis, right. maraming, yeah. maraming laman. Ito, walang laman. Anything. But I feel like this is this kind. Even, I, maybe I'm overreading it. Even if you know that house was nasty. Food. Even maybe if you nasty. You do not maybe want I'm to be naked on that it. floor. <laughs> well, yeah. No. Maybe yeah. I'm overreading it, but maybe this is no, but him. Have, it represents him as this broken down person. Yeah. Like, you know, I think I have the same understanding that you do. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, even the food that he's eating, napaka bare minimum. Tinapay lang. Tinapay, yep. oh, sardinas. Sardinas, diba? Parang okay. I didn't even bother to cook. And then I'm having breakfast. I'm having bread and, sir- mm-hmm. and you know, a, a, a can of sardines for breakfast with beer. Oh my so, God, parang, that's nasty. Diba? <laughs> Fucking nasty. So parang… Think, How dehydrated must they have been? I think that's a I breakfast that any people Cotton mouth pa yata si, ano, si Jane kasi diba first time niyang humit-hit dun. Oh my God. Sobrang, That's parang right. ako yung nauhaw habang nanonood. Alam mo yun? Parang putang ina, oh, nag-iyosik. Sana kayo, naman hindi niya ininom kayo. yung tubig sa pool, di ba? <laughs> Tag-ina, sobrang hope. lala. One can hope. Yuck. Lala. But I guess, it's just a, it's just stark contrast to what we know Paolo Avellino as. But I guess also one thought, um, I guess, I read somewhere that maybe for well, I, maybe in the Philippine context, we didn't need to know this anymore because we know Paolo Avellino. We right. know him right. as an actor or right. as a person, celebrity. Mm-hmm. But for audiences outside Metro Manila, maybe they could have shown a little bit more of contrast to how he presents himself in the public eye as opposed to this. Because given that it's all of they had the press con scene. Yeah. Yes, they do. Yeah. But I think he, um, I think they set it up no, pretty the, well the that mo- he's charming the, in public. Yeah, the mall appearances, pero bagdalan sa ibang bansa. I think that's something uniquely very Filipino. Uh, I'm not sure, but I just not read it sure. somewhere. Na yun yung parang maybe a, a little, little bit more. Yeah, a little a little bit more. Yeah, because uh, like maybe it was just ten percent eh, yeah. and ninety percent was asshole Paolo. Because parang 
Um, siguro this is, uh, now that we're talking about it, this is the only flaw that I saw. Parang we're not given a chance to kind of fall in love with Paolo Avellino. Mm, so you, kasi, you wanted to spend kasi, more time with him um, as his persona before yeah, we really parang, you know, just the script to, on. Pay, yeah, parang it, I think kasi… If, Pwede. Kasi it, 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 yeah. it's just me. Na parang if, you're, if you did that, kahit five minutes more lang, it might have been more shocking, more jarring when we see Paolo Avellino in this safe space. Pero feeling ko up north yan ha. Hindi ba natin po na Can we say that that it's established just by what we observe of of, of Charlie, Charlie's character? Like at the beginning, we're seeing her reactions. She's on the Jeep on the way to school and she's watching yep. on her phone or even the fact that she would skip school for this guy um, just for a chance to see him and she's so excited. I think mean, uh, she's our POV essentially, right? So, yeah, so, yeah. That, so that makes maybe it, we could take it, it from there. I mean, what kind of person he must be Yeah, just from her reactions. Because, you know, um, the whole fan experience is, you know, most of it is in the head of the fan because these are people they've never met but they think they know everything about them. So I think it yes. makes sense to show yeah, him guess. through her eyes. Her eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. Naman. That's, that's, yes, that's, that's, kasi, uh, and especially in the Philippine context, maybe it would have been we too much. Know, na we already yeah. yeah. I guess. But I guess this, this review I read was more of thinking of how this would be presented in other different contexts. Like, um, if you didn't know who Paolo Avellino is, which is a good point, then, naman. Yeah. Pero for us, alam na natin eh, overkill right. na siguro. Speaking of um, reviews, um, I saw re- I saw um, uh, one by Obs Cruz, and um, I liked his take on it. And he was saying that this is um, no different from other coming of age self realization stories that the director has told in the past. Um, it's just that here she gets to play with a more grown up. Um, canvas, uh, palette, whatever you want to call it, and I, you, you can really see that in that um, the things that she wants to say, the things that she wants to convey, these are themes that she has touched on before. It may be just not in as mature a manner, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I think that's one of the advantages I of think- having Black Sheep make it, and I really like that about this yeah. because they had access to ABS personalities. I, I, I think we read the same review. Uh, well, you know. it's just like where he where he also points out that um, all the frustrations of of um, Antoinette Hadaune mm-hmm. were highlighted in this movie. Um, first, um, frustrations about how society is with mm-hmm. how a patriarchal society is, the downplaying of what um, the downplaying of women. Yeah, um, you know, like the ideal woman in our society. What the, what the ideal woman is in the in in, in our society nowadays. Right. Um, among many other things, you know that that many that, many things. That, and yeah, that I, I, I would I, that I refuse to mention. But I think this touches <laughs> on something that MJ said in that um, because we know Abelino, because we know about the mall tours, because we know how mainstream celebrities are treated and and perceived and presented in mass media. Um, it works all the more because they were able to get, you know, an actual A-lister to play oh, an right. A-lister. Yeah, so it's and- more effective on that note. And that's something that Black Sheep has excelled at in taking mainstream actors and making these um, smaller, more, 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 um, more um, non-mainstream films. And it's, 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 um, I, I've enjoyed their output so far. Yeah, props, this, this, man, this props. was good because it really 
like even the announcer of ABS-CBN was you know it, it was totally <laughs> legit this movie basically yeah they made a they made a fake poster mm-hmm. they made a fake mall tour oh, and like that, that some guy. scenes from that movie yep and I even mean, had Bea Alonso yeah exactly for, yeah, yeah, it was in this cameo. for like 15 and, seconds and, and they even made this whole thing about them having a relationship in yep. like after you know how things go oh yep. I fell in love with my co-star it's so meta in this universe they're the premier love team who actually oh, oh, <laughs> galing. And, and part of what makes it work also is that if you, you think about it they probably use the same machinery that they use to make all their regular movies to make this fake universe <laughs> <laughs> To and make this it. mold tour, they probably got the same people who make their regular mold tours to make these <laughs> posters, you know, to make it absolutely believable. Believable, yeah. I, galing, I galing. love it. Mm-mm. And like what you said about Black Sheep pushing the boundaries, mm-hmm. they were already pushing the boundaries. They were still making sort of love story, rom-com-ish mm-hmm. material. Right. But this is like… This is a whole other level. Leaps and bounds. Absolutely. More Diff- brave than anything right. they've ever done. And I'm so happy about this because this is in the Metro Manila Film Festival. Absolutely. And I'm so happy that it's what is doing well, honestly. Because yes. we we usually we usually have the family films performing well. Mm-hmm. And I know that might say something about who has access to these films. Mm-hmm. Because of course. Um, for different classes, it'll mean different things. Mm-hmm. Access to internet and how mm-hmm. they usually would in regular cinemas. But I'm just in this context, in this in this time in 2020 during the pandemic. I'm glad it had its moment here mm-hmm. because of all the buzz it's generated, because of all the success it's had, because everybody's on the internet. And I guess they had they got to appreciate it more than it probably would have in the cinemas mm-hmm. because we all know how those brave, wonderful. Once in a cool festival kind of film, but they don't, they still don't do that great. I'm, but it, yeah, it's yeah. great now. Um, instead of being uh, commercially, like the token commercially. drama, yeah, commercially. Instead of being like the token drama for this MMFF that will just take all the quote unquote respectable awards, this has actually, I mean, honestly, this, this has become like a pop culture moment. People are talking about it, people are quoting it, people are referencing it. And people are debating it. And that's something I love about a good film. Yeah. And it's refreshing that this is coming out of a film festival that we traditionally do not have high expectations for. I mean, let's be perfectly honest. And these conversations are important. Mm -mm, Definitely. It's not just about what the film's about or how it was made or the story, but everything it wants to say in context of what's happening in society right now. The whole toxic masculinity, Mm -hmm. the whole... Toxic yeah. fandom, idol it's, it's, worship. It's, it's, idol it's, worship. It's so it's many Putin. things for the right Putin time. Yeah, you know, it, it's kind of like a throwback to the 80s when Lino Broca and Mike DeLeon were two of the best, you know, filmmakers in the Philippines. And a lot of their material touched on a lot of a lot of the societal society's issues back then. Be it yeah. um, be it, you know, issues in society, be it political issues. It was there. If you saw movies like Batch 81, if you saw movies Wait, Malirin. Malirin. Sorry. <laughs> what? Misha. No, no, no. Take, I'm having too much fun watching you try. Hey, shit. We had that. No, I'm laughing at him. What a What a Brie Olsen! Brie Olsen! Basta nung may, basta nung may buhok pa si, ano, Bembol Rocco. 
No, but that was a good movie though. Good that, save. Uh, good save. Yeah. That so was I'm, I'm just, really good I'm just happy and it's done so well so far. And I hope it continues to do well. I also hope that it continues. And I hope that they extend it um, on- online. Because more people should watch this movie. And more movies like this should be made. I don't yes. personally agree with every decision that was made. I think it goes too far in some directions. But I adore it. For taking risks that I never thought I would see in a main in a wide in a wide release in a mainstream release, and um, for that I love being challenged by a film. I love films that make me think, that make me question, that make me you know laugh, cry, whatever. And this 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 is one of them. This is good. This is good stuff. And yeah, more people mm-hmm. should see it. Mm-hmm. And don't you just love the feeling of watching a film and just staring blankly into space or at the credits when you're think you have so many thoughts you want to process mm-hmm. and so many or- feelings. <laughs> that is exactly how I felt. Asa natagal ko na lang sa laptop ko nakatulala sa credits. While yeah. I'm reading the credits, it's also like, God damn, that was heavy. No, my first reaction is, what did I just watch? It's like. <laughs> There's just so many things. This movie was so loaded with a lot of innuendos, meanings. The parang wow. I need it. That's why I message MJ Kagan. <laughs> yeah, but bes- besides what we see in face value of what happens to Jane and how she realizes that meeting her hero wasn't wasn't what she expected mm-hmm. it to be. It just says so many more things about so many more can, issues. Na we, parang it hindi nga natin ma-explain ng maayos. Like uh-oh. just this episode is not enough. To be quite honest, we're like <laughs> we're at our mark right now. Dude, there's true. still so can much I, I want to talk about. Can I can I touch on like the you know like the camera work of this movie? Na parang I really appreciated the the choice to go handheld, and mm-hmm. a lot of the shots were mostly tight. Tighter mm-hmm. than usual, even just to set the setting. It, mm-hmm. they, bar- they barely used wide. Mm-hmm. Parang bihira lang yung wide. Yeah. If you watch the movie, it just added to the intimacy and the uneasiness of. of oh yeah. Of, Especially of the uneasiness. Can Especially we, can, the the e- can uneasiness. We, can we get to that scene after the pool? That one take. Oh yeah. That. that I just, I couldn't. I, mean, like, <laughs> I was. I just. I you just can, you can say ask about it. You can ask Pash. Um, you can ask Pash after this recording. Um, I was for, for I was squirming. Like, oh my god! I was squirming when the, in that scene. Like, that that was the point and how intimate <sighs> it was and not one take one shot lang siya mm-hmm. na tuloy, tuloy. It just added to the pain or the, the violation. discomfort. The violation. Uh, the violation. I think the violation. Galing. The violation really is yeah. Right it really word. was. And in stark contrast to her Ideal. imagination. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Her to, romanticized to a, notion of how it would yes. have gone. Oh my god, ang galing. It's when, like we were we were we were presented at the start with all her fantasies. Mm-hmm. Like in the middle of every interaction with mm-hmm. Paolo, she would sometimes have moments of imagining how he would fall in love with her in her own little fantasy world. But when it happens, putang ina. Absolutely. Knowing, knowing, That's knowing. Knowing, uh, knowing that the, the typical rom-com structure, they eventually lead to a particular scene where, you know, when it happens, but in stark contrast to that, grab it talaga yung scene na to. I can't even like, I can't even, basta. And knowing that she was 16, her the uh, role, the knowing that the character, right. the character, 
was 16 years old. And the fact that she played uh, it so convincingly. And that's just, where the <sighs> that's where it female works. perspective so well. helped massively. That it was not exploitative. It was not yeah. meant to be titillating in any way. Nope. It was meant to be seen exactly as what it was. And it was a violation. Oh. It really was. Ooh. And yeah. that whole intimate thing that the film had been building up to to that point with the tight with the with the medium and the tight shots and the, the if you think about it, 99% of this movie is just two people talking. Yeah. And in that in that scene, not there's no dialogue. What is there is so I don't uncomfortable. Know. I would be uh, going out on a limb. By saying it reminded me of Irreversible, if any of you have seen oh, that movie. Oh, yeah, it did. But, yeah. you know, on a, on a lesser, on a much lesser scale. Was, it, was it lesser? I think it was just as… Irreversible was well, 10 minutes Well, that. In, in length, Irreversible was pretty bad. But given the context of yeah, this girl being bad. 16… It's just as bad. Mm. Because by that point, I I, she realizes this is not what she wants. Only trouble, yeah. she's this in is, too deep. This is yeah. not what it's supposed to feel like. This this mm-hmm. is not how I imagined. And, yeah. and, and then afterwards, I want to cuddle. No. <laughs> he like, treats me you know, like shit. He, push, he pushes me he aside. He just basically uses her. Yeah. And again, he still doesn't even know her name. <laughs> or he doesn't give a shit. <sighs> okay. So um, this movie gave us I'm a done. lot to unpack. <laughs> I'm all out. Yeah, that took a fangirl <laughs> gave us a lot to unpack. It gave us <laughs> a lot to think energy. about, a lot to talk about, and <laughs> we honestly believe that um, this is a step in the right direction for Definitely. more thought-provoking, yes. challenging films that don't just um, entertain and keep us occupied, but also have something to say about the society we live in. And mm-hmm. for me personally. I think that this is a movie that only somebody who was once or even still is to some degree a fangirl themselves could have made because you have to understand the mindset of a fan to be able to go this deep and to be able to turn it on its head the way that they did. I greatly appreciate that and I want to see more. Yes, please. And um, I guess we just gotta watch out given the success of this online. We just gotta watch out for maybe extended screenings on Upstream or mm-hmm. wherever else the the filmmakers want to screen it. Just mm-hmm. support it. Support it. I mean, if you want to watch it again, go ahead. It's worth your 250 pesos. Yeah, don't, I'm not, yeah, don't pirate this movie, guys. Yes, don't, do not. A lot. And they are they are cracking down on pirates. They are not. They are, yes. they are so... Ruthless. Think, you've seen was, uh, you've seen it online, like how they're treating the pirates. Mm-hmm. Like, do not think, do that. I think I saw um, a post by Direct Quarkinatus that they actually. You think that she, uh, Direct Antoinette uh, Hadane, would have been resting, would have been celebrating on the release, but I think he posts um, Direct Quarkinatus posted something that no, she was up all night cracking down on people who were watching this illegally. Mm-hmm. I so appreciate. That says a lot. I appreciate <laughs> the effort because, especially now, our film industry is struggling, and the fact that this is a film that needs to be successful for to set the tone for the following material that could come out for from other brave filmmakers. This might yeah. pave the way for many other great films. Not even gener- like a gen- the next generation of yeah. filmmakers. So mm-hmm. please support it as yep. as please much do. as you can. We. Like we've said, it's worth the 250 pesos on Upstream. I would or... have paid more, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Watch it again. I would. I, I, would, yeah. I would. Oh, We just gotta, I guess, keep our eyes open for any future 
ways to support this film and the filmmakers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there. I thought Bisha froze. <laughs> he was just thinking. <laughs> Guys, anong gagawin ko kung gago pala yung BTS? Anong gagawin ko? <laughs> well, what if first off, first off, you don't go to their scary country house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay, fine. I'm you not don't gonna hide in the back of their truck. Fine. I mean, fine. Pero when you go to Korea, mahirap maghanap ng scary country house doon. <laughs> How do you fine. know? <laughs> You'll be distracted to all the food. Knowing MJ. BTS, don't be asshole. <laughs> no, MJ, pagkain pa lang, distracted na yan. Eh. Dami-dami street food na masarap eh. Uh, yeah, this, this that, was a that lot. Was a, and movie. I should yeah. not have seen that at one in the morning. No, it was fun to unpack. Like, There's unload. still so much to unpack, but we yeah. hope you guys watch it again, I, if you've seen it. But, I literally… You know, hope you enjoyed I, this I told, discussion. I told we, we my had, girlfriend, I told Deng, uh, when I started, you know, I'm, I'm going to watch this movie, see what it's about, see what all the hype is about. I don't know if I'm going to make it all the way through, but it's really late. I'm going to fall asleep. I did not fall asleep. This, yeah. this is and good that, stuff. And that's Misha talking. He falls I asleep before fall asleep. we even… <laughs> Before we even get to play Call of Duty. Before he even gets to brush his teeth, he falls asleep. <laughs> so that says a lot about this movie, guys. Take I know, note. Right? Like, I didn't even make it to the bathroom. What the hell, man? <laughs> All right. Uh, so okay. this has been uh, quite a long episode. Of Salvador, we hope you're still with us. We hope you're still with us and we hope you enjoyed the discussion. And please, we would yes. love to hear your thoughts. We would love to discuss it with you. Check out our Facebook group. It's mm-hmm. Subatours. We like movies. We love movies. We like movies. Yeah. Just check it out. And please. Um, please, we would love to talk to you about it. This whole discourse would totally help keep mm-hmm. the this, buzz alive. This has been one of my favorite movies. It probably made up… It, it did. It actually made up for you know the… The disaster that Wonder Woman was. Oh God! Okay. Yeah, so it we was a perfect have, ending oh, for my year. To talk about, I don't want to so talk about Wonder Woman. No, no, that's gonna be another different fun. You know, yeah. like shitting on a movie. You know, <laughs> so if uh, please disregard us if we sound tired of talking about this movie, it's just because there's just so much unpacking done. You know, we're not even done. Yeah. Um, let us know what you guys think. Uh, Let's continue again, we are there. This, yes, and yeah, yeah, for sure. <sighs> And yeah, this has been another episode of Saboteurs. We uh, it was fun yeah. talking about this, though. Yeah, I'm scared of Paula Avelino now, but yes, <laughs> I just want to see his shitty tattoos <laughs> or his putin. <laughs> Punyeta. Thanks for listening, everyone. We are the Saboteurs. I'm Misha. I'm MJ. And I'm Andra. Follow us on Facebook. And watch some local movies, guys. Support local yes. industry. No to piracy! Hooray! What then? It always comes up, doesn't it? Yep. Comes up. <laughs> <laughs> Maturity. <laughs> <laughs>